הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש, שמשאב בארץ הם המבחן רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחל נפק בצמחה. נענח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו מכל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, we left off at section 2 of ליקוטי מורן תניין עתיקות הוכחה. ברוך השם, that's where we'll start off. We talked about the different voice and how Rabbanu says that for a person to be able to rebuke, he needs to have his voice that is able to water the garden. Um, and that voice is uh, the same aspect of that melody which will be sung in the, in the future. Um, we talked about who's fitting for rebuke, who's not fitting for rebuke, and uh, that the rebuke needs to be in the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu, etc., etc., all these ideas. But to get to this, to attain that voice that we talked about above, who alleged tefillah? Rabbeinu says it's through prayer. Because it's brought down in Pirkei Avot that the essence of prayer is in the aspect of compassion and entreaties and uh, supplications. To beg Hashem for mercy. And the essence of mercy is dependent upon that consciousness, awareness, knowledge of God. Chapter 11, um, they'll do nothing, they'll do no evil, nor they, will they destroy on, um, on all of my holy mountain. For the earth is, um, is filled with knowledge at Hashem of God, as water covers the seabed. So the only reason why there's no destruction, um, nothing bad, that occurs no, uh, no evil that is done is because of um, the earth is filled with that. Because in the future, that will, will grow. And then no damage or cruelty will, be, will exist. Because compassion will spread throughout the world through that consciousness that is brought down. Because Rabban was saying, the essence of mercy is dependent upon um, that knowledge of God. And sometimes when the evil side nourishes from this compassion, they are able to draw to themselves compassion. And then compassion with, by us is minimized. It minimizes the holy compassion, the compassion that belongs to the Jewish people. And even the little amount of compassion that remains by us will be in the aspect of cruelty. So we cannot let these evil forces grab on to that compassion to nourish itself from Rahmanut from mercy. Because then it minimizes our mercy. And even our little mercy that remains by us will turn into cruelty. Because by the means of the fact that they nourish themselves from this compassion, Rahmanut, this mercy, compassion is damaged and it turns into cruelty. Because we know that the compassion of the wicked is actually cruelty. Their compassion is cruelty. As brought on Mishra chapter 12. And therefore, even a little bit of compassion that remains by us will be in the aspect of cruelty. Because they have damaged our compassion um, by means of uh, nourishing from this compassion. God forbid, as we had just talked about. And this is what is mentioned in Echa. Even the sea serpents, even the Tanim, the sea serpent, um, offer the teeth. 
the shadows, the, the breasts, etc. But what does this mean? Meaning this is the compassion of the evil side. What is that, this um, compassion of the evil side? It's the teeth that belongs to the sea, the sea serpents. And what does Shad come from? The word Keshod Mishadai. It's a play on the word Keshod Mishadai, the brother Yeshaya. Like a disaster from the Almighty. Shod. It means disaster. Meaning even their Shad, their teeth, which is um, supposed to be compassion, is actually a disaster. Keshod. Because we're going to see here how Rabbanu explains why Shin Dalid and Yud, the name of Hashem, Shakai, represents compassion and Shod actually is destruction. Which means that they're they don't even have shaka. They don't have the name of compassion. They have show. They just have this uh, disaster and destruction. Because the name shakai, which is the name for Hashem, is an aspect of holy mercy. Is the aspect of holy mercy bifchinat as brought down in Bereshit chapter forty-three. And the, and God Almighty will give you mercy. So we see that shakai is responsible for mercy. Um, and what is this aspect of uh, mercy? It's the aspect of prayer. Because prayer is able to rearrange the celestial order, the, the constellations. And through this uh, this disaster from the Almighty, which is actually the evil compassion, which is their cruelty. We saw in the verse, it's all the play on the word, Shin Daled, Shakai, Keshod, as we just see, um, Shad, all these, this play of words that uh, we see by the evil side, that uh, that even the sea serpents offer this teat. And what did it say at the end of the verse? The daughter of my people has become cruel. But Ami, because by means of the fact that they draw from this nourishment, even the little compassion, that um, even that residue of compassion by us turns into cruelty, as we saw. Meaning the shakai is no longer shakai, it turns into keshod, it turns into a disaster. And when this um, compassion is damaged and turns into cruelty, then that is blemished. Bifrinat is brought down. That anyone who gets angry, his wisdom leaves him. Which means what? That if his wisdom leaves him, if he's getting angry, then his dot is taken away, it's minimized. And a person who gets angry gets into this aspect of constricted consciousness. And then these evil, evil uh, forces nourish themselves from this blemish in dot. As it's brought down in Bereshit chapter 3, that this snake was cunning, Arum. This represents the, the knowledge of the evil side, this consciousness of the evil side, which only occurs when what? Whenever they are able to nourish themselves off the fallen holy dot. Meaning, why was the snake cunning? Because he had saw that there was a blemish in dot, in holy dot, so he nourished itself off this blemish dot, and he turned himself into this concept of that, which is why he was cunning, which is why he had wisdom. Because the evil side nourishes itself of fallen holy that. Whenever holy that falls, this is whenever they take advantage. And when does holy that fall and is blemished? Whenever um, 
there's cruelty and there's anger. As we just saw. When the Rachmanut is damaged and it turns into cruelty and anger, then they take from holy dat. And whenever they take and nourish themselves of holy dat, what ends up coming from this, God forbid, is sexual immorality. Because the brain, the mind, the consciousness, the dad we talked about, is a barrier deployed against this desire. The mind is actually the thing that enables you to overcome this desire. Because as brought that a man did not commit a sin, a sin unless a spirit of foolishness enters him, meaning his dad has fallen. When a person enters constricted consciousness, this is when he falls into sin. Why? Because his dad is minimized and he doesn't use his dad anymore to overcome this ta'ava. Because this ta'ava of sexual morality, as we see also in other lessons, specifically in lesson 25, Rabbanu speaks about this, that this ta'ava specifically comes from a lack of consciousness, a lack of that. When you fall into illusions and imaginations, um, this is what allows you to fall into that sin, God forbid. But if you're in a state of consciousness and awareness of God and knowledge of God, you can never fall into the sin because you can only commit the sin unless uh, enters you, a spirit of foolishness. And what is foolishness? When you lack that. So here Rabban was saying that the mind is something that enables us to prevent us from falling into this desire. But whenever a person's mind and his dad is complete and intact, it, this shields him from this desire, this evil desire. For there are three aspects of the intellect, there are three mentalities. And each and every one of these mentalities is a barrier deployed against this desire. And from these three uh, mentalities draws, um, or from these three mentalities comes down this these three types of compassion. Meaning three types of, these three types of compassion, which Rabban is going to say um, very soon, um, stems from these three mentalities. Because we said that what? Compassion is dependent upon that. So now Rabban is going to explain what are the three compassions. And we know that the three types of mentality are chokhmah, bina, and dat. So let's see what. So there are three types of compassion of what is brought down in the, uh, by the Chachamim when they bring down the verse in Bereshit chapter 21 so that you won't deal falsely with me or with my, uh, or with my children or with my grandchildren. So let's see this. What does it say in the Midrash Rabbah? The Chachamim say over there on this verse, this is the extent of a father's compassion upon his child. So let's see what this means. So if this verse, which is referencing three types of people, the person himself, his child, and his grandchild, then we see the three types of compassion. And what is this entire verse referencing? It's a father's compassion over his son. These are the three types of compassion, which are drawn from the three types of intellect. Because as we bring down in the Tikkun Azor, that the mind of the son is from the mind of the father. We know that the mind of the son is formed from the, the intellect of the, of the father, the drop of seed which stems from the mind of the father. And this is why we pray three prayers during the day. Because each and every prayer represents and symbolizes a specific, unique mentality of those three. Which split off into the three types of compassion. 
Because the essence of prayer is supplications and mercy, as we saw. And God forbid, when that doubt is blemished, when the mind and mentalities are blemished, then from this stems all this sexual morality. And then when that, once that rachmanut and that is blemished, as I, and once that compassion and that consciousness are blemished, then it's impossible to pray in the aspect of supplications and mercy. Why? Because mercy cannot exist without that. And if that is blemished and mercy is blemished, then there's no prayer in mercy. So the essence of prayer is lost. Why? Because the essence of prayer is done with Chachamim and Tachnunim is brought down in Avot. As Rabbeinu brought down at the beginning of section 2. So what happens to prayer? Prayer then enters the aspect of Deen. And now we're going to enter a very, very deep and very powerful subject which Rabbeinu is going to mention. Tfilah enters the aspect of judgment. And when prayer is in the aspect of judgment, then the evil side swallows the prayer. God forbid. Swallows everyone's prayers. Because the essential nourishment of the evil side comes from judgment. As we know. Because judgment represents constricted consciousness. Whenever your mind is in constriction, you've entered an aspect of judgment. This is the name Elohim. Why? Because Elohim symbolizes this idea where it's not um, complete, complete that. Elohim represents Mochin de Katnut. It represents Din, judgment. Kayadua, as it's brought down, um, look in the Zohar Kadosh, it's brought down in many different places. Therefore, they are grasping on, these evil forces grasp on, God forbid, to this prayer in the aspect of judgment. They grab onto this prayer which has entered the aspect of judgment. They swallow it, God forbid. And then, when prayer is in this aspect of judgment, then we need a master of great strength, a person who has great koach, tremendous force, who is able to pray a prayer in the aspect of deen. Just like Pinchas did, and when he acted zealously with the act of Zimri. Pinchas got up and he prayed. What is Vayifaled? What did it say? Vayifaled? What is Vayifaled? It's a play on the word. There's a play on of words here. It's brought down on Gmas Sanadrin. That he made a judicial dispute with Hashem. He engaged in this dispute with God. Meaning he entered prayer in the aspect, he did a prayer in the aspect of judgment. Because he acted zealously over this um, bad action of Zimri. And this is a zealousness, is an aspect of Din. For that is um, licentiousness. And this is a sentence for. and this is a transgression for plinim, judicial sentencing. Zima, zima is this idea of sexual morality, lacking uh, this morality. And this is a, a sentence for this, uh, these uh, judicial sentencing. Hainu, meaning what? Meaning, this sexual immorality, which we just said is zima, is a sin, is a transgression, it's a sin, which requires a plilim, a judicial dispute. The same way that Pinchas engaged in the judicial dispute when he saw the sexual immorality by Zimri and Cosby, that so too when we see this, 
this is a sin that necessitates a, a, a judgment prayer. Which is an aspect of judicial sentencing, as it's brought down. As we say over there. Because when there's sexual a blemish and sexual immorality, God forbid, and prayer then enters the aspect of judgment as we explained. And what happens as a result of that? That the Sitra the evil side, swallows this prayer because that's where it receives its nourishment from Din, judgment, from the name Elohim. Then what happens? We need now a master of great strength who knows how to pray in the aspect of Din. Who knows how to make a prayer in the aspect of judgment, like this ju- judicial uh, dispute that Pinchas engaged in? Um, just like at the time of Zimri, that Pinchas engaged in this Tfilah uh, Bukhinat Din. And this is very significant with why, if you look in the Amidah, um, why certain Sidurim have this Tfilah of, uh, of, uh, in, in the Brachav Tekabe Shofar, they have a Tfilah over there to, to rectify this Pgama Brit. Um, and it brings this idea. Of this verse we're going to mention of Chayil Ba'ila Ba'ikiyanu, what this tzaddik, who's at the level of uh, this Balkor Gadol, who knows how to pray in the Bechin Avdin, who stands in the throat of the Satan, as we're going to explain. Look over there in the Amidah, you see some, some certain Sidurim mention it, but it's a very important prayer to say. And if you don't see it, um, maybe write it down or something, because it's a very, very significant filah. And over there in that filah, there's certain meditations with the names of Hashem over there that. Um, hint to this idea, but now Rabbeinu goes deep into it. Because now we're saying sexual immorality causes a blemish in prayer and in mercy. So now we need someone who knows how to pray in the aspect of judgment. And this is a life or death situation as we're going to see. Because uh, if this Satan swallowing up our prayers, then how do we uh, reach God? Because when this a uh, master of great strength prays in the aspect of uh, judgment. And then the evil side wants to swallow this prayer. Because they are constantly swallowing the prayers in the aspect of judgment. Meaning all our prayers, once there's a pagam and da'at and rachamim, all our prayers turn into din. So what happens? They swallow all our prayers. Because our tefillah b'chvinat din doesn't have enough strength to fight against the satan. But, we need a master of great strength who knows how to pray at Tfilah B'Fkin Adin that can actually um, subdue the strength of the evil side. And let's see what, it, what Rabban was saying here. So when the evil side wants to swallow the prayer of the Din that this Bal Koach is praying, because it's constantly swallowing prayers in the aspect of judgment, because that's judgment is where it's sourced. The judgment is where evil is sourced. Then when it wants to swallow this prayer, the actual prayer stands in his throat. Bifrinat is brought down in uh, brought down in Eyov, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But Tzavaroy Alin Oz, strength resides resides in its neck. Meaning this tefillah in the aspect of strength or din resides in the neck of the Satan. Meaning this prayer that we talked about resides in the neck of this evil side. Because this prayer enters the aspect of Mateoz, staff of strength. This prayer is in the aspect of Mateoz. It's a staff of strength. This tzaddik is praying in Mateoz. And this staff sticks, um, um, is a stick within this satan's throat, within his uh, throat, as we just explained. And then, once the satan is not able to swallow that prayer properly, 
he's for, he's forced to vomit it out. And now the sitra is actually forced and obligated to throw up and to uh, vomit all the holiness of that da'at, that consciousness and that rahmanut and those prayers that he swallowed before. Bifinat is brought down in the verse, Chayid bala He swallowed wealth and vomited out. And if you take the first letters of that phrase, Chet, Bet, and Vav, it's a, it's a name of Hashem which is responsible to bring out that, uh, those uh, sparks within the throat of the Satan that the Satan had previously swallowed. He swallowed wealth, Chayid bala, and he vomited. Meaning what? He swallowed all the prayers of the Jewish people which were wealthy, which had so much koach, and now he vomited out. Why? Because the tzaddik knows that a prayer in the Bechin Abdin, which stands in the throat of the Satan, forcing him to vomit out all the things which he swallowed previously. says, not only is it that he vomits out all the holiness which he swallowed, but also he's forced to vomit out all his literal life force. It says over there, God flushes it out of his innards, meaning God flushes out his innards from within him. Meaning Hashem is bringing out his literal life force. Meaning not only does it take back our prayers, but it also weakens the sit, sitracha, the evil side, to the point where he loses his own strength. And this situation, this idea is the aspect of whenever uh, people convert. They were literally, these people before converting were the very substance of the evil side. Now they return back to holiness. Because the evil side is forced to vomit out its literal life force. And what did we say the life force? Meaning the life force of the evil side was these, were these converts. Those people that were once part of the evil side. And this is brought out in Tehidim chapter 110. The staff of your strength God will send from Tzion. Rule within your enemies. Specifically within, in the midst. Meaning what? As brought down in the verse, Daika. Meaning from uh, Hashem flushes out uh, flushes it out of his innards. Meaning from within him, from his midst, from his midst, from within the enemy, Hashem takes out um, um, his innards, his chiyut, his life, this enemy's life force. And not only that, he also takes out these tefillot, as we were going to explain. Because what is it? The staff of your strength. What is the staff of the strength? This is the tefillah of the Barakoach that we talked about. The tefillah of this master of strength, which descends into the, into the inside, the midst of this, uh, the evil side. And then once it enters, through this prayer, it's able to vomit out all the life force of this evil side. No, from within him, from literally his innards. As we saw in the verse. As we say, With your might, you drove back the sea. The heads of the sea serpent. You broke the heads of the sea serpent. Upon the water. What does this mean? 
Because through, which is in the verse, through the staff of strength, which is the fila of the Balkoach, he breaks the heads of these sea serpents upon the water. What are these sea serpents? It's the evil side, the snake. Which nourishes itself off uh, com- compassion and that when it falls. As we said above, um, um, that that will fill up the earth as water covers over the seabed. And we see that the Nachash takes for itself this dat, whenever it, this holy dat, when it falls, um, it takes for itself this wisdom. And it says the Nachash was cunning, the snake was cunning. But through the staff of strength, that we talked about above. Meaning the prayer of this master of strength, the aspect of Pinchas, through this he brings out the holiness, the holy consciousness and the prayers which he swallows. And he breaks the heads of these serpents upon the water. And what is water? We said it's the dat. Meaning he breaks the heads of the serpents from the water. He takes out that holy dad from within the serpents. Because this tefillah of this barqah, which is in the aspect of judgment, and the aspect of what Pinchas did, it stands in the throat of the, of the snake. And he's, now the snake is obliged to vomit out all that he swallowed before. And if you take the combination of the letters, that Pinchas got up by Yifalel and he prayed. Rashet Tevot, it's an acronym for the phrase, That when God commands Moshe Rabbeinu that, um, to throw the staff to the ground and it will become a serpent. Throw it to the ground. Throw it before Paro. And it will become a serpent. The staff will turn into a snake. Meaning what? Now we're going to see how Rabbeinu connects it to Baifalel. Because we need to throw the staff of strength. What's a staff? It's the prayer. We need to throw it to the serpent. As we see in the verse that you should throw it before Paro and it shall become a serpent. Meaning what? That you shall throw it. You shall throw this prayer intentionally. This staff of strength, you're going to throw it before the evil side, which is Paro, in order for it to become a serpent, which is what? Meaning to that the serpent shall swallow this prayer. Because through this, and eventually all those holy things, which all those holy sparks, those keys, everything that the Satan swallowed, he will have to vomit out. Because that staff stands in the throat and prevents him from swallowing, making him vomit. And this is the aspect of what is heard, what is mentioned. In Parashat Yitro, the Yitro heard. Uh, what did Yitro hear that made him come to Moshe Rabbeinu and convert? That he heard the Kiriyah Yamsuf, he heard the miracle of the splitting of the sea, and the war of Amalek, that we beat Amalek. What is the significance of these two things? Let's see. We know that Amalek. Um, made the Jewish people impure through their, through a blemish in sexual immorality. It says, Asher that polluted you upon the way, meaning they caused spiritual pollution. This is the aspect of nocturnal emission which comes through Amalek. Because Amalek nourishes itself from where? Consciousness, that. 
בבחינת ראשית כל ימי עמלק. It takes for itself that consciousness as nourishment and then it turns that consciousness into an evil. It creates an evil uh, desire for this, uh, an evil lust for this desire, God forbid. And this is the war of Amalek. This was the war that we were engaging, engaging in in Amalek. And the rectification for this is the splitting of the sea. As we said just above, um, that with your might, that with God's might, he drove back the sea. Meaning what? With the might, which is the staff of strength. That prayer, he broke the, uh, the heads of the sea serpents upon the water. That staff of strength is what we mentioned above. That through this we're able to bring out, to vomit out all the waters of consciousness. Because we know water is an aspect of that and chesed. We're able to bring down, bring out all those waters of consciousness which the evil side swallowed from holiness. And what is that water? It's the water that is mentioned in the verse that he broke the heads of the sea serpents upon the water. And through this, Yitro heard, meaning what the aspect of convert, because Yitro became a convert. Because through what we just mentioned above, the staff of strength, which is the aspect of prayer, um, which stands in the throat of the Satan, to make him swallow up all, to make him vomit up all the holy water, all the holy dat, which is the splitting of the sea, as we mentioned, as God drove back the, the sea with his strength. And with this, we subdued the, the, the war of Amalek, which is the Tava for immorality, sexual immorality. We said that this creates converts, which is why Yitro came and heard. Because when we take out all the holiness which the evil side swallow, we also take out its actual actual life force its vitality and with that um, the vitality that once was of the evil side was the converts with those non-Jews that come back and convert Baruch Hashem that's it for today and we continue next class with section Dalet and uh, very very deep stuff we're going to go even deeper and it's a very very important lesson one of the most crucial lessons in all the the entire Sefer of Likut Moran um, something very very important and uh, Bezrat Hashem may we apply it with all our our might and with all our strength.